our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Let's talk performance on episode 98 of the ATA Nation podcast. Let's get started. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome back, ATA Nation, to the ATA Nation podcast. I am your host, Senior Master Zach Hayden. I know it has been a short while since you have heard me on the air, but, uh, you know, that's how things get after fall nationals, between fall nationals, and then, you know, we got Thanksgiving this week, and we just had all kinds of stuff going on, um, you know, getting things ready for the school for different sales and all kinds of stuff. Um, it gets a little hectic. And so uh, usually we back off and November, December, we just don't have as many episodes. But uh, I saw something online that made me want to record an episode and get it out to you guys right away. Um, so uh, we've got that for you today. I've got an interview uh, with a gentleman who has uh, kind of, um, you know, worked in uh, the music uh, space and has now created a course online completely free for you to learn a little bit about how you can um, get your XMA, your extreme and creative music um, to be a little more than just pressing play and stuff. And we talk in this interview about um, performance. We talk about how um, extreme and creative um, are, are such a cool training tool, how you can level up your music, all that kind of stuff. So um, we're going to get right to the interview. And then afterwards, I got a couple announcements and definitely a link for you to that course. So uh, let's get to our interview. Special guest interview. Hello, ATA Nation. Welcome back. We have with us a special guest, uh, Mr. Robert Sanchez. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Very good. Um, I know you're at work today, so we don't want to take too much of your time. Um, and actually, your work is going to come into kind of what we're going to talk about. But before we get to yes, that, sir. Um, did you start martial arts? So I, I think like a lot of dads, I started because my kids started. Um, my son was taking swimming lessons and he could not keep his mouth closed. So there there came a point at which that was counterintuitive towards staying alive and not drowning. So we needed something else for his four-year-old wiggly self to uh, to go into. And we, we just kind of stumbled across uh, martial arts. Like everyone else, we thought we were signing up for karate. Yep. And... Um, we were fortunate to find the ATA in that way. And then oh, about a year and a half or so later, I think like uh, like a lot of good instructors and school owners do, they they had they had a uniform ready for me uh, showing Excellent. up one day. And it and it was actually my wife that really encouraged me to to sort of take the anti-diabetes martial arts medicine, which was <laughs> get get a little more in shape. So that's how I started. And and as happens, things escalated pretty greatly from there. 
Yes. And and where do you train? Who's your instructor? So my instructors are Chief Master Barnum, Chief Master Shoup, and Senior Master Dukes in Darien, Illinois. Uh, they're fantastic. They're wonderful. All three of my, all three of us, two of my kids, myself, we all train there. It's been a wonderful time. That's fantastic. Well, um, I wanted to get you on because you're uh, one. We run into each other at uh, regional tournaments. Uh, yes, sir. You know, been to one of our regional camps and stuff. And I know that your day job involves music. Um, and then I've seen you've been doing some some things with music. And um, I know that I have a. Uh, I had a student who came back from the last um, Fort Wayne, I think it was the last Fort Wayne tournament. Were you guys yes, there? Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And he was like, man, this guy had this this music where he had this this intro and then this thing and this. And they were, <laughs> I was like, I know who you're talking about. Um, so give us a little overview first of just what your regular day job is, what your uh, uh, so, you know, career is. I, I have been a high school band director. This is my 19th year teaching. Um, and uh, mostly in public schools. So shout out to all the school educators out there that uh, that are working it every day. Um, I'm real fortunate because most of the kids that I see choose to be in my class. Mm. So we we have a real good time with that. But you know, one of the primary things that I do in this job is program concerts, uh, high school marching band, and all of these things are are things that are designed towards teaching performance, towards appealing to an audience, and so. That, among other things, I've seen as being very, very translatable to the martial arts. And, and in fact, I, I made a post oh, maybe a month ago or so, and I asked, who, who are my musician friends out there? And it was, it was amazing, some of the, the known martial artists that we have in our community that are musicians. And interesting, mm-hmm. some of the instrument choices that they have. Were you a musician, Master Hayden? I was not. No, not musically inclined. But but if you were a musician, what would you say your uh, your instrument would be? Are you kind of a goofy guy? Would you be a low brass guy? I uh, you know I always dreamed that I would do uh, like percussion. I like to do drums. Um, I played a little bit with the ukulele just because I wanted to play um, play over the rainbow. Sorry, that's that's the school bell going on right now. But don't worry, I'm I'm still in my planning. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, it seems everybody has has some sort of personal experience with music at, at some point, and I think that's why there's such a great point of connection for it. You, you talk about mm-hmm. you talk about your student; he might not have understood fully what he's seen from a standpoint of the nuts and bolts of it, but we all can understand how it feels when a music track hits us in a certain way. And yeah. so, as as a music educator especially during the latter portion of my years where I've been focused a lot less on winning state championship, you know, band things and stuff like that. And more just about performance Um, to me, getting that crowd out of their seat at a marching band show or getting some emotion out in in a, in an indoor performance is every bit as exciting as standing on the podium at nationals. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, and that brings us to, um, so for so many people, I mean, you see, if you go to uh, World's Nationals, you see some extreme competition where they've got uh, a mix. You know, it's not just a song that's played over. Um, and I know there's some guys in the industry who are doing mixes and stuff um, for others. Um, but I think the the vast majority of extreme and creative competitors right now just have a song that they're playing in the background. Um, sure. And some of them are doing a decent job of, of 
using it as part of their performance. And a lot of people are just kind of doing a little bit of the beat and whatnot. Um, but you are taking it to the next level, you know, trying to really mix that performance with the music, make sure it's a, an essential part of the performance. Um, how would you suggest people kind of start on that? What What's the process um, for, for thinking through that? Well, first, first of all, I want to acknowledge that I'm taking it to the next level in that I'm doing it. But there's a really wonderful example, Master Evan Turner, the Barbie girl. And I think that mm-hmm. that is known, that performance is known because it's got a little bit of a comedic value to it. And of course, his, his martial arts is outstanding. Yes. But... Um, but if you watch the performance, he's interacting with the music in such a really, you know, tight and detailed, you know, you can wash my hair. And then he throws a hand combo after yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I think we already have in our ranks, people who understand this concept. I think what I'm doing differently is I'm using specifically the angle of music and performance to approach it. So I, I think for somebody that wants to get started, the first thing is you have to find music that you connect with and not worry so much. There is a formula. We all know that that is successful, but you know, that being said in, in my ring, there's our school bell again. No worries. It's, it's, uh, you know, those kids are got to get to their class and they'll be in trouble. There's, there's going to be one more in about a minute and a half, but that's okay. No no, in, in my ring, there's a gentleman named, uh, there's a gentleman named Chris Fuller from Missouri and he's uh, he's in the second and third degree, 40 to 49. And he is really excellent at using his music and using his moves to tell a story. And his music starts out really, really lyrical. So you really can use anything. And if you refer to the rules and, and how we judge it, it's it's not about the speed in totality. It's not about the total vocabulary. It's about the full package. And particularly for those young kids and and especially adults who may want to start out, you can use anything. You can use anything. It doesn't have to have a drop, although that's commonly accepted best practice at some Mm -hmm. point to have that. And so that would be the first thing. Find something you connect with. And the second thing is the ATA Max program has a lot of great vocabulary in there. If you've taken Master Grayson's seminars, Livextreme. Start putting some stuff together and having fun with the music you choose and, and just go out there and do it. I mean, really, so that's that's it. When you are when you are um, going through and, and creating a routine for yourself, let's say for extreme or creative, um, do you go in and choose your music first and build your um, you know, your performance from that? Or do you start with a performance and then go to music afterwards? What's your personal preference? You know, I think it, I think it depends on, on what, what the, if it's a weapon, if it's a form, you know, I'm, I can't do flips. I can't, uh, I I've done rolls and was told they looked very amusing to those. <laughs> in fact, the first time I ever did one in competition was at Fort Wayne. There's your school bell again. Get to class, kids. The first one I ever did one at competition was at Fort Wayne, and uh, I got a great audience reaction from my ringmates. But I know it looked absolutely ridiculous. So, um, but you know, for example, the Star Wars, the Star Wars one is the one that your student is probably mm-hmm. talking about, and yes, that the gen- the genesis of that came came during COVID, and really what that came from is there were four or five different weapons that we were playing with in leadership before COVID. 
And so what I just did was I tried to pick a song to match each weapon. So, of course, we all know the Osungdo looks like a pirate sword. And uh, so I, I picked Pirates of the Caribbean for that. And I did uh, something Star Wars with the Gumdo because it's, you know, more like a Lights samurai and slash. Yes, and, and for the other things, too. So the Star Wars thing has sort of evolved out of that. But, you know, for example... I was very fortunate enough to have the chance to compete at TOC this summer and, and fortunate enough to win a world championship in creative weapon. And I, I did a tradition, very traditional gumdo form. And I chose stairway to heaven because I like the song because I connect with it because others know it, but also because you can hear the sword whoosh. It's not so overbearing that, that, so if, if that's that sort of things important to you, that was, that was a consideration too. and. You know, right now for my extreme form, I'm using a metal version of Peaches from the Super Mario movie. Yes, um, I heard com- that. Com- complete with complete with thrusting heart. Um, shout out to uh, to Master Harrington there uh, at uh, at our last tournament in Merrillville. He helped me complete the other half of the uh, of the hand heart. Oh. And, uh, we did not touch hands, so he was not officially a prop, but I think Master Wade nearly fell on the floor uh, as the center judge when that happened. And so in that respect, what I've learned is that for the forms, especially where I do want to do well, but mm-hmm. I, I maybe lack a little bit of the skill set, I try to really focus on having fun and bringing good energy. And if you think about where my ring is in the day and this might not be a consideration for a teenager, but maybe some adults. And um, and I want to I want to poke a little bit at my region because your region made the change. I think after I left, after I got to be a black belt, but when I was a color belt, um, my region would do the the color belt adults at the very end. And and I would always enjoy coming into into your region because you guys did them right after Bowen. So you would do all the adult black belts and then you would do the color belt adults first thing. And as soon as I became a black belt in my region, they put the color belt adults first thing. And my <laughs> ring, my ring, which at that time was first yeah. degree, suddenly is suddenly is at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but, but what that did though was everybody's tired. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of dads. The, the, the wives are upset because we've been there all day. The kids are crying. They're on their iPads. They want to go home. And a lot of people will just forego those events for that reason. And I, I thought, you know what? If we can just have some fun doing this, then at the very least, it was worth our time to be here. And as yes. a color belt, as a color belt, having fun was good enough to win a lot of times. Yes. Yes. And I, that's that's one of the things that I tried to express to my children. If you can pick good music and have fun, you can get a, you can get a title on your back as a color belt, especially. Um, and we all we all see these people when we're young with these titles. We want to be just like them, and this is this is a pathway to do that. And I think you're 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 so right in that the having fun I think plays so much into the performance. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, I think not enough people. Pay attention to the overall performance. You know, am I watching it and are you enjoying it? Am I buying that you are into this in a full way versus your face is not enjoying what you're doing or your face is not into it, your body's doing whatever, but it's like a bad actor. 
you know, mm-hmm. you, you, their face just isn't doing what you're supposed to be doing. I always feel that the best extreme forms is, uh, it's acting, it's performing. It's, I, sh- I can see the whole thing. And for some people that is a, a super serious, you know, a very, um, not not screaming in a bad way, but like the facial expression is intense and it is, and that's great because I still buy it. And then there's some that it's a playful, it's a, a, a more fun and a mix as well. You know, you're still yelling, you're still doing those kind of things. Um, but those performances are what to me are, are really winning out there because I've seen, I've seen people do flips and stuff and I don't buy the rest of it. You know, the rest is that, they're not into it. Um, and you've got to have that performance. I think the way you're using music, um, the way you're picking songs and stuff is just really elevating that performance all around. Well, I, I, I appreciate that feedback. And I've, I've noticed that a lot of the best performers are, are doing exactly what you've said and their music matches the energy, but there's almost, there's almost a lack of awareness sometimes that all of those elements are combining to, to form that secret sauce. And, you know, I, I think what I'm, what I'm trying to, to put out there and offer is not a faster way, but a different option and an organic way, especially for, for folks that either have different creative backgrounds, like we all, like, like we all have different backgrounds, but also just, as I said, as another pathway to bring people into creative extreme. And and if I may, can I can I tell you why? I'll give you a great example of a recent tournament. Why I think Creative Extreme is so so important to our, yep. to our organization. So my son is ten years old. He is he is the everyman in the ATA. He's he's the mm-hmm. kid that shows up. He works hard. He's got a smile on his face. Sometimes he wins a medal. Sometimes he doesn't. He's got a title on his back because of things I mentioned before in in doing Creative Extreme. You know, at South Bend, there's six or seven in his ring. He's a he's a ten year old second, third degree black belt ring. So it's a small ish ring. It's not it's not some of the large size rings that you see. And these kids are so intense during traditional forms and weapons, and then of course sparring and combat is you know they're kicking each other in the head as we know. But then creative and extreme happens, and they're all bros. They're just they're they're all cheering for each other. They're going oh when somebody makes a good move. Yes. Like, like not even caring how, what are the implications of that? You know, there are some great performers throughout the country that we met when we were at Worlds. And a couple of them have talked about, in his ring, a couple of them, you know, I'm friendly with their parents. They've talked about coming to um, competitions locally. And in telling my son that, and him being well aware that that's going to lower his chances of getting a medal, he's thrilled just to see the kid because of his experience in those events in in that arena and that's so so important because that's going to keep these these kids especially involved over the long term yes sir yeah for sure i i think uh um you're right on i think you know we've we've interviewed some people recently about the ata max program and how great um the new kind of just the layout the curriculum the the vocabulary getting that all standardized is is done um, I know you are. Uh, you just put out a, a, a course or something to, to help yes, people kind of get their music ready. Uh, tell us about that real quick. Well, you know, you asked about what comes first, the music or the form, and I and I more talked about what my music is and why I chose it. I think a lot of people, when they utilize music, they just they just hit play. 
Mm-hmm. Right now, I know, I know for my son and my daughter, they're young. In, in a couple of cases, they they need that music to stop for them to stop, and so that's that's the first thing for me. My form will evolve, and I I can change my music. I can make it longer. I can make it shorter. I can add effects. I can you know, edit out sections. I can even speed up certain things. And the ability to do that is, seems to be something that people are interested in, Um, Mm -hmm. either at a very basic level, like I described with my kids. And in that case, you would simply just need to be able to chop, chop an ending off, maybe fade it out. And uh, at a more advanced level, be able to more finely detail, edit the music. See a lot of, a lot of these, these DJs that you're referring to that are making these mixes, a lot of them are creating original music. A lot of them are making samples or taking little samples of known things. But for the most part, it's original work. And that's not what I'm doing at all. Um, I would like to empower people to be able to take the music that they connect with and make it work for what they need to do and be able to change it. So what I put out was just a free a free course. And this was more to see if this could be taught in that way. See, I, I don't know. I know it can be taught. I have taught it, but I've taught it to live students in front of me. What I really am interested to know is can this, essentially this is music production, but for martial arts, can this be taught in this sort of online format? Because if it can, I think that becomes another offering that can work with a lot of the programs like an ATA Max that we have uh, that's there. So this first one will teach you how to uh, put the music into your software. And we're using something called BandLab, which is free. So if anybody wants to go play around with that, then go to BandLab.com right now and start playing. There's a lot of others. If you have Macs, you can use GarageBand. Uh, when I first started doing it, I was using FL Studio, which I know a lot of the DJs um, that are out there doing the mixes for people use. That's a great one too. And what it'll teach you to do is it'll teach you to take your MP3. There's a lot of ways to get MP3. Some of them YouTube will allow you to talk about. Some of them they won't, <laughs> as I discovered. And um, you put it in there and it teach you how to chop the end off, how to fade in and fade out nice and professionally, how to, how to edit some volumes and do it in such a way that it could lead to a next step. And if, if people are giving me good feedback on that, then there's opportunity um, for more of this, I, I know I was talking to one master earlier in the week who was interested in using this entry-level program f- for one of his students to get an education stripe. I know we have different requirements at different schools, and that seemed to work very well. That seemed to work very well. So I've got some students that are uh, that ignored the sign class. on the door that says "quiet recording." They love being <laughs> here, though. That's great. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different ways to do this, but if if that can turn into something, I think that that's that's part one of of a lot of very important things. I think part two, if you empower people with the music like this, you can also empower them through performance. Mm-hmm. Because if we get younger martial artists and parents and different people into creative and extreme and and other creative elements, teach them how to improvise. That would be one of the one of the tenets of performance is just can you make up five or six moves? A lot of people can't, but I think yeah. we can teach them that and use music as a way. And and that can become something again that can work in tandem with with an ATA Max program or in, in people's leadership programs or just something for the individual martial artist to sink their teeth into if they want a little more. 
For sure. And I think, um, you know, especially as, as tech savvy as our youth are these days and whatnot, what a great, um, easy entry into, um, you know, taking a little ownership of your, your music and, and being able to tweak it and make it your own. It goes with the spirit of extreme and creative in, you know, now instead of just taking the song and play, press and play and it, you know, at the end, my mom just presses stop, you know, whatever. Um, you know, even just that fade in, fade out, a little music adjustment is, is awesome. So, um, we're going to encourage people to go over and check that out. We'll stick a link in the show notes. Um, and I'll mention it here on the, the outro as well. Um, when I, uh, record that after this. Uh, so anything else for our ATA Nation today, sir? You did an awesome uh, job with this. I- I'm excited for people to, to really learn, um, and, and just be inspired to take their music in their performance to the next level. Yeah, I, I would say my my final thoughts on this is I, I want to encourage people to think of their forms and weapons, whether it be creative or traditional, think of them as performances. Because mm-hmm. if you do that, number one, you're going to feel good doing it. And why else do we ultimately do these things if we're not? I mean, we're, this is not an inexpensive hobby for those of us that are hobbyists. <laughs> and it, yes, and it needs to make, or for those of us that do it for a living too, I'm sure. Um, yes, sir. And we need to feel really excellent doing it. And I think viewing viewing these things as a performance is going to start us down that way. And if if we think about it like that, then especially for those that may not feel like they're creative people, you are. You are all creative. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's doing it's martial arts. I, I'm not going to really probably do all that great in a street fight. But how many of us really do that? Um, my my students are all. Oh, you're a black belt. You can beat this. No martial arts. And yep. that's, that's to me, I think the important part of that. And so that would be my parting message. Think about it as performance. This is an art form. You are all creators. I love that. I love that, sir. Um, what a great uh, ending thought. So uh, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, say thank hi you, to your students for us and tell them that you're going to be on, uh, you know, the world famous ATA Nation podcast. Um, yes, sir. We'll, uh, love to hear it. We'll see you at the next regional tournament. Yes, sir. We'll see you later. Take, Take care. care, sir. Here's what's going on in ATA Nation. So ATA Nation, um, a couple of things, a couple of announcements. These are not as much what's going on in ATA Nation, though you definitely need to check out the uh, registration for full, or excuse me, Spring Nationals. All kinds of um, seminars and things you want to do there at Spring Nationals is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so make sure you check that out online because that registration is up and live and you want to get rolling on that. But uh, a couple of announcements from me here at uh, the podcast. Number one, um, we're shooting to have at least one more episode still this year. I have a um, solo show I want to do. Um, kind of talking about physical prep, um, athletic development, um, what we need to be working on um, as martial arts athletes, as competitors, as high ranks. Um, and uh, I will invite you to uh, make sure you check that out and check out our um, um, Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting. I- I've got a thing I want to do um, for the new year with January. Um, for any of you out there that are are really wanting to um, uh, level up your athletic skills, um, and that's well, I'm not going to get too far into it because that's the solo show. Anyways, um, stay tuned for that because we've got uh, something that we want to um, provide for you guys with that. Um, 
I've also got an interview uh, with somebody, all lots of details about foot and uh, the the feet and how important they are and stuff like that. That'll probably come out um, after the first of the year. We're going to record that. And then I got to do something big for our uh, 100th episode, which is, uh, you know, like right around the corner. I've, I think I've got an idea, but we will see. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out this audio course that was mentioned in the episode in the interview. Um, head over to ATAMA, that's like martial arts, ATAMA.ninja slash audio. It's going to be ATAMA.ninja slash audio, and you can uh, sign up for that free training to really level up your music and get more information on that. Really great stuff there, so uh, make sure you check that out. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Secret section. Hey, uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Um, maybe you're listening to this on the way to uh, family or whatnot, um, or after Thanksgiving. But uh, you know what I'm thankful for? You guys. Uh, the people that I see at tournaments who say they listen to the podcast, the people who message online, um, all of you guys who take the time to share the podcast and enjoy the podcast. Um, I'm really thankful for you guys. Uh, you, you know, you make this possible for us to continue and to share all kinds of awesome things with ATA Nation. So thank you and have a great Thanksgiving. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.